time alone with Jesus is so important. I didn't know that you could get married and just have a whole lot uh -huh. of dang fun. When you nurture your marriage, the butterflies, they come back. Men are designed to be givers and women are designed to receive. The woman was the creation finale. I just exchanged my summer wreath adorned with soft yellow flowers and sage green foliage, the one my dad made me, the one I love so much, for a wreath with deep orange and burgundy leaves and twisted vines. I've already pulled out pumpkin yard art and I'm about to go buy some bales of hay to stylishly lay around to mark the season. Where I live, this exchange of decor is about the only way we know it's autumn. Our car temperature gauges still reflect three digits midday, but bring out the pumpkin spice because we need a change down here. This pumpkin spice tradition is anticipated by everyone I know. Traditions are important. They bring sparkle and break up monotonous routines that leave us dull and uncreative. Keeping anchoring traditions is a way people build culture. Traditions unify and bring together. Traditions say, this is who we are, and this is what we do. When I was a little girl, my parents were king and queen of providing a home rich with solid traditions. I remember my family of six around a beautiful table in our dining room on Sunday afternoons with a slow cooked steaming pot roast, mashed potatoes out of a box, my personal favorite, and green bean casserole topped with crunchy fried onions from the can. After we stuffed our bellies, each headed to his or her own room for a long afternoon nap to be followed by church again in the evening. The after church Sunday family meal was a tradition and I knew I would keep this tradition with my family when I became the mom. The meal, the timing of the meal, the nap were all a part of a tradition that I loved. Now that I'm the mom, however, I'm just too spent to create an experience like that every single week. How did my mom do it? I have so much respect for her. My family's Sunday meal is at a deli, Jason's deli to be specific. I knew early on I physically could not pull off the pot roast dining room meal weekly. So about 31 years ago, my husband and I started our Sunday Jason's deli tradition. In fact, I'm pretty certain our family is the reason kids do not eat free at that restaurant any longer. <laughs> Sounds silly to some, but my kids look forward to the familiarity of the meal. They don't know there's a pot roast option, so what they don't know won't hurt them, right? We go to the restaurant for conversation and free ice cream. Hello, who could ask for more? And I don't have to clean it or parent the kids to clean it. And I still get my afternoon nap. Most of us order the exact same meal every week. It's a rhythm, a weekly tradition that signals the beginning of a new week. Same meal, same restaurant, same day of the week. It's a weekly anchoring tradition for my family. My husband orders for us. This is how it goes. He always orders more than we need. So there are extra plates of food sitting in the middle of the table buffet style for everyone to share. Think Thanksgiving at Jason's Deli every Sunday. One of my daughters commented after she moved out that going to Jason's and ordering just one meal did not have the same feel as our Sunday tradition. Like, where's the buffet? Meal traditions are the best in my opinion. So many conversations happen around a table filled with food. Since traditions anchor and bond a family, it's crucial that we make them intentionally. Most of our family traditions are duplicatable and adaptable to any size family. Most of our family traditions are 
duplicatable and adaptable to any size family. So I hope you'll get some ideas from me. But it's important that we don't all try to be exactly alike because what works for my family may not be great for yours. You may gain a new idea, but change the ritual like I did with the Sunday meal tradition. Same tradition, different rituals around how we get fed and where we partake. Creating a tradition is the same as creating a satisfying plan. That's sort of the definition. It's just a satisfying plan that is repeated at the same time. Traditions make members of your family feel important, loved, and part of a club. This does not mean it will be easy to execute the plan, but the regularity of it will be so satisfying and worth your effort. Another anchoring tradition for my family is family dinner. Now that we have five married kids, two singles who live on their own and four left at home, my husband and I must be purposeful if our kids are to know each other. Big family issues. Once a week, the kids, married or single, come back home for a meal complete with the familiar family chaos we have all grown to know and love. Everyone is talking at once. There's usually a kitchen fire, a toddler crying, and the women catching up as fast as we can before we get interrupted by a new emergency. It's messy. It's loud. It's ours. It's an anchor in our week. It's a weekly tradition we can hang our hat on as a family. We carve out and protect this time, even though the day of the week may change seasonally depending on the sport for the season. It's a good tradition. Like most families, our family is complex. We own several businesses and several of us work for each other. We take turns hiring and firing family members. (laughs) We have scuffles, misunderstandings, circular arguments, Our emotions get tangled, but the weekly tradition of meeting at the parents' house, as my kids call it, allows us to work through these hard things in the ritualistic way we do. This is how it goes. We secure all the little ones in a no-danger zone, and then the adults squeeze into the parlor to take turns hearing each other. When it's your turn to listen, you, quote, play dead. No talking if someone else is talking. My husband proctors the conversation. We work through our ugly emotions with tears and words and hugs and a prayer. Sometimes it's fast. Sometimes it takes hours. These normal family mishaps might never get addressed if we didn't have family dinner in place. It's certainly not perfect, and I cannot claim that everyone is okay with each other right now. But I can promise you that each will be pursued and loved on at family dinner until wounds heal by the grace of Jesus. Okay, so let's move away from food for a minute. Sometimes traditions are born out of need. Take our family huddle, for instance. I think it started because I wanted a nighttime routine with each of the kids, but I was too exhausted to pull it off with so many kids. So I decided Each one would get the same nighttime routine at the same time. It's a routine that's become a tradition. This is where we gather around the table or pile on sofas, read a passage from the Bible or a chapter from a book. We talk about it from a biblical perspective, pray, and then go to bed. It's short. It's sweet. It's not a big, long, drawn-out lesson planned ordeal. It's a conversation where we pass down our values and our kids practice thinking. It's how we end the night several times a week. This particular satisfying plan has served our family for years. Another weekly tradition born out of need is for our marriage. Each Saturday, my husband and I enjoy an early morning breakfast date before the kids awake. This weekly tradition was born out of the need for alone time as a couple. Getting out in the evening is always 
a challenge, has always been a challenge with so many kids. So an early morning meal before the kids awake is easier to achieve regularly. The rhythm of our shared meal is a tradition we love. We make a ritual of the way we squeeze into one side of a booth and play a word game while we sip coffee and I lean on his arm. This ritual has become such a part of our breakfast date tradition, especially if we are not agreeing on a matter. I make myself press in next to him in the booth because it feels healing to us and somehow helps us come to a solution faster. It helps us get on the same page. Our booth ritual makes this tradition unique to us. Another ritual we share alone is the way I make our hot golden turmeric drinks and serve us in little china teacups when he is sitting in bed. It's a ritual that feeds our marriage and our health. We've even created a little ritual around the way we unwind and snuggle before we go to bed. Of course, a word game is involved. I nestle under one of his arms while we play Wordle until my eyes are crossing. Then we turn off the lights and snuggle deep under our downy comforter. We love our nighttime rituals. One more nighttime ritual I got from the book, Habits of the Household. This is not for our marriage, but this one is for the kids. Each night before the kids go to sleep, I hold each one close and I say, God loves you. Jesus died for you. The Holy Spirit is with you. And mom and dad love you just the way you are. And your superpower is, then fill in the blank. The superpower changes each night according to what the child is needing in the moment. They need to know that they can do all things through Christ who strengthens them. They have everything they need because of who they are. Sometimes traditions happen accidentally, like the putting up of our Christmas tree, for instance. Our tree goes up before Halloween and comes down the day after Christmas. The tradition is for the tree to go up in the month of October. This is how the tradition started. One October, I took the kids camping about five hours from home. My husband missed us so much that he put the Christmas tree up and decorated it complete with presents under the tree. When we arrived home the first year, everyone was so surprised and delighted. For several years, I took that camping trip and each year he quote surprised us because we loved it so much the first year. We came to expect the surprise and love it. I don't take that camping trip in October any longer, so it varies as to who puts it up now, but the tradition stands. The tree goes up, in October. The lit tree signals holiday season is here and we are going to enjoy it for two and a half months by golly. The tree just goes up but as far as who puts it up varies from year to year now. Sometimes it's the girls and me, sometimes it's my husband. The point is the tree goes up in October and that is our tradition. Our neighbors and friends expect it and we love it. So if you're confused, we've gone from tradition to rituals. A ritual is the way you do something. It's the way you do something. A tradition is what you do. A tradition can be filled with rituals and the rituals within the tradition can change as your family changes. Remember the Sunday lunch example? I loved my childhood experience, but had to rewrite the food rituals in order to keep the tradition. It's a satisfying plan to have regular times to meet with my family, but how we do it has changed as our family has changed. I could talk on and on about traditions because we have so many. The ones I talked about today are not holiday traditions. They're just life. They're just family traditions. They are just what the Bonin family does. I hope that you have some regular traditions that your family does. 
I'm going to link in the show note a blog post to give you more ideas, um, specifically for fall traditions, but I want to encourage you to go grab the book, The Memory-Making Mom. You will love Jessica Smart, the author. The book is full of fantastic ideas around creating traditions that will build a strong family culture for your family. Okay, I hope that you are excited to do this. Go set aside some time to plan and implement and intentionally make traditions for your family. Have a blessed day. Bye. This week, I'm traveling out of town for a vendor event. It seems like everything I do involves a lot of stuff, which can pose the problem of how do I get all the stuff inside my destination? I mean, you know, like I'm one person. Of course, I always have a couple kids with me. I'm taking my two youngest daughters on this particular trip. And so I know they'll help me, but it's still more stuff than three people can carry in in one trip. So this is what I'm loving. I purchased a few metal framed cloth wagons from Costco. And let me tell you, (laughs) these wagons have changed my life. Like we can pile them so high and pull all of our heavy stuff and make it in one trip. Like this is a big deal. (laughs) If you've ever been in my position, I mean, we do this, we use the wagons for groceries weekly also. Maybe you've seen that if you um, follow me on Instagram. I'm loving these wagons. And if you are a mom, you need a wagon. Like go get one of these wagons. They fold up really small and um, then they expand and open really large and they're super sturdy. So go get a wagon or two. They've got those big rubber wheels that make the wagon easy to pull on rough terrain, like for camping. So anyway, clearly a limo wagon, (laughs) like how small it folds up and how big it expands and how easy it makes carrying stuff. Thank you for joining me, my friend, and meet me back here next week in this space. And if you don't follow me on Instagram, I'm Terry Bonin on Instagram. I'm Terry Bonin on Facebook and oh, Terry Bonin on Spotify. (laughs) I happen to be me everywhere I go. And that's a good thing.